Well, hi, you guys. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight we're going to get real. Um, it's an interesting topic. I think you're going to enjoy it. The power of poo. Um, yes, we're talking about poo. Um, we're going to talk with medical a medical expert who studies feces and what you can tell from feces. I know this is a weird topic to have on Valentine's Day, but most of you aren't going to be watching this on Valentine's Day, so it won't matter. Um, our sponsors tonight are, for our show are Chris Dental Family Dentistry and Denture Center, where everyone is welcome. Uh, Dr. Bratland does crowns. They take care of all your hygiene needs. Uh, they also now have a denture center there as well, where they can create partial or full dentures for you, have a denturist on staff, um, and they're really easy to get into. So Chris Dental Family Dentistry and Denture Center out of Eugene, Oregon. Our other sponsor, New Leaf, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. Um, Matt McCarl is one of our sponsors. He also sponsors BS Free MD, who you're going to see in just a moment here. Um, but uh, they have a special going on, and it was supposed to be through Valentine's Day. But I know Matt said that if people call in the, the day after or maybe two days after, they'll still honor that special. So if you're looking for something or you forgot to get something for your um, – the love of your life for Valentine's Day. Um, it's not too late. You can still get a hold of them and get that in. And uh, Matt does uh, hyperbaric chamber. Uh, they have a light therapy bed that they can put you in. They have light therapy instruments they can put just on your head or your arms. And they also have massage at their facility. And then our other sponsor, as you're going to see, BS Free MD. A couple of friends of mine, Tim and May, they're both doctors out of Oregon have a podcast. So tonight what we're going to do is you're going to be, and I am going to be part of their podcast talking with this doctor. And then at the end of the podcast, they're going to continue um, on theirs. And so you can go over to their page, BS free BS, like bullshit, BS free MD. And you can go over to their page and they're going to get more in depth into the topic. But I'll tell you what, this, this little podcast when I, this interview changed me. I mean, I, I had never heard of this before. And I think that you are truly going to be amazed at what people and doctors in the future may be able to tell from something as simple as your poo. We'll join the podcast right now. All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. Tim and May Hindmarsh, the co-hosts of BS Free MD. We got a really great episode today for you on our podcast, and we have back with us actually two friends. We have Rick Dancer, who is the host of the um, Get Real with Rick Dancer, get who's real, <laughs> not fake, be, real. Get joining us, and we are going to be sharing an interview with him for the first uh, twenty minutes or so with Dr. Sabine Hazen who has been on the show before where we get to talk about the microbiome. Uh, talk, let's talk shit and share with the latest research that she's up to and publications. So without further ado, welcome Rick and welcome Dr. Hazen. Welcome Sabine. All of us to the show. It's a little mana. I don't want to say menage a trois. That sounds. But you bad, just said but it. I just what said it. It's four. So you can't well, be a menage a trois. Four. That's right. It's a quattro. A quattro. It's a quattro. Well, a quattro. I was going to so, say welcome to the shit show. Which <laughs> I have never knew there was a doctor of shit. And I am so, I, I feel like I have arrived. I've interviewed so many people in my career, but never the queen of shit. Yeah. And I even brought my little statue of me today. 
So yes, I love that. Confusion. It says Dr. Sabine Hazen on there. And, and it's okay. a little a poo with a crown on it's a pedestal. It's almost like a little, you know, a little Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like, but I it's thank my parents for giving me this honor. <laughs> and I thank my husband for challenging me. And my biology for making it so that I can go. <laughs> hey, thank God the for crown. my microbiome. So Absolutely. you guys, what does a doctor of poo do? I mean, I know you've been on their show before, but I have never heard of this. So I analyze fecal material. So in other words, I take a sample that's the size of a fingernail in this little tube with a little spoon. Patients give me a little side of poop that's the size of a fingernail. And we can see all the microbes that are in their gut. And we do essentially forensic medicine. So we analyze, I could tell you what you ate for breakfast, you know, yesterday. I could tell you if you've traveled to Japan, I could tell you just from the microbiome, all the microbes you've been exposed to in a lifetime, in one little fingernail of poop. Wow. So we see trillions of bugs and um, we see whether they're in balance or if they're out of balance. Why don't you tell wow. Rick how you get it? So what field of medicine that is, which is gastroenterology and then how you got into what doing what you're doing so it was so gastroenterologist is not really an analysis of poop right and and even infectious disease is not really an analysis of poop right because poop is its own little field um you know we infectious disease used to do cultures of stools to see if you have like a bacteria that's infecting you or causing you to have diarrhea for example but it doesn't analyze to the detail that we analyze so this is really a new field you know, I think at some point it's going to have a title, either the fecology or the shitology. I'm going to have to be a shitologist or a fecologist. <laughs> I, like I don't know. Fecologist is probably going to be better, but eventually it's going to be its own field because right now we're kind of like at the beginning and we're looking. It's a new frontier. It's really definitely new medicine. Um, you know, microbiome testing is what the hemoglobin used to be 100 years ago. They didn't even know how to test for blood loss, right? And then they came up with this little, you know, fingertip of blood test that would tell you, hey, you lost blood and your hemoglobin is seven. Now you need to have a blood transfusion, right? Same thing with the microbiome. The microbiome is really at the infancy, but it's going to eventually tell us, hey, you're missing XYZ microbes and you need to replenish XYZ microbes, right? That's going to be the future. So, so why, why do you, Tim and May already know this, I'm sure, but... So what, if I came in there, I mean, I know they do stool samples and stuff like that, but what, what are you looking for? I mean, what can you tell I'm from my food? For, so, yeah, so I'm looking for, I've been doing, so first of all, the research of the microbiome is all research. Okay. There's anybody that's selling you a consumer product is really selling you crap because we're not there yet. And we're not there because when I tell you, well, you've got a lot of bacteroides in your gut. What does that mean to you? Nothing. Right. And to the doctor that's on the front line taking care of you, that means even less than nothing, right? Because there's no data. I'll give you an example. There's a bacteria called Blatia, B-L-A-U-T-I-A. And that was a bacteria that we discovered as we were looking at stools. And little by little in certain diseases, it took, you know, some form. Like we started seeing a lot more of it, right? And then there's another one, Rosaburia that we were seeing a lot of it in different diseases, right? But if you Google those two bugs, there's really nothing on it, right? So 
we are writing the clinical indication. We're writing the dictionary at Progena Biome of what these bugs mean. So in other words, you go to get your stool tested and you have no idea what blotia is and why you have blotia and your neighbor doesn't or the normals that they call the normals, um, they don't. But for you, it may be that you were born in Bangladesh, for example, and there's a high level of blotia in Bangladesh, right? So all these bugs have a specificity of where they're from and you having them in your gut may be normal, may be abnormal. What's beautiful about it is there are some bugs that are really toxic, right? Like Clostridium difficile, which secretes toxins and causes diarrhea. Um, no, I don't want that. No. Yeah, or mycoplasma, which doesn't even have a cell wall to pick it up, or ticks, Borrelia, Bartonella, you know, li- you know, bugs that are, you know, that patients have a lot of problems with. So we can actually see these bugs, right, for the first time, and we're seeing what they're doing with other bugs. So that's the the new field. That's seeing, you know, a specific blood bug that's overgrown. And then seeing what bugs are being missed. And then when you look at the bugs that are being missed, you go, well, could that be the reason this person has this condition and this condition? So in the future, there's going to be a test where you are going to be looking potentially at the microbiome as a marker of susceptibility, right? What we showed from COVID is that people that had severe COVID had loss of bifidobacteria, which is your trillion dollar industry of probiotics. And people that were exposed to COVID but never had COVID had a lot of bifidobacteria in their gut. So your stool became a sense of, uh, became a test that could give a susceptibility marker to whether you are at risk for catching COVID or not and have severe COVID or not. So that's what, the really like just yeah. what's in your poo. What's yes. in your poo can determine and will determine in the future if you're going to be susceptible to infections, etc. So we're really at the beginning of all this, but it's exciting because we're seeing it. Um, We're seeing also that for the first time, things that we thought, you know, vitamin C, we didn't really know why vitamin C was important, except we knew that it had something to do with immunity, but we really didn't know, right? And now when what we showed from our lab is that it increases the bifidobacteria, which is your good microbes. So this test has the ability, this technology has the ability to show us what medications do, whether medications are improving you or worsening you, whether medications like antibiotics, we all know antibiotics trash the gut, right? But are they trashing the gut short term or are they trashing the gut long term? And that's basically what I'm doing. So why don't we, uh, why don't you blow everyone's mind and talk a little bit about uh, stool transplant and some of the wild cases you've seen with stool transplant, or what I like to say, a transpusion. <laughs> Ooh, that's a new one. That's a new one. That's transpusion. transpusion. Yeah. That's funny. So I'm going to uh, show you a picture. Um, so is this is this Tim's poo? No. Mm. Okay. Good. I, do I have Tim's poo? No. No, you don't. No, no you no, don't. No. Darn, right. Tim. I can get you all the poo you would like. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. I've I, I, I think we all have a lot of Tim's shit. And while, <laughs> while she's doing she, that, I, she I, I was, especially. I was going to jump in and say so, for the listeners here on your show, Rick, or people that haven't listened before, we did an interview with Sabine back in the 
end of 2021. One. Last episode of 2021, Eat Shit and Live. And it goes That's over her throughout her book and basically gives you, paints a picture of what the microbiome is and goes through Let's Talk Shit. And it's all about, it's great. It's written for a lay person, not a medical person. It's filled with humor and puts a light side on things. And it tells you what happens from when you eat to when you excrete your feces basically and what the microbiome and all those bacteria in your stomach and your intestines do and how they're helpful or could be harmful. Just like she said, depending on what illness you've had, what antibiotics you're on or medications or conditions, or maybe you have an underlying disease and that's related to that. So that's a great well, place to start with is with that episode. Right, absolutely. And the thing that always blows people away is there's more living organisms living inside your gut and on your skin than cells that make you you. Wow. Yes. So it's really important <clears throat> that we treat these little buggers correctly. Right. And enhance what needs to be enhanced and, you know, potentially decrease what you know get in balance balance so, and diversity this show is all about balance and diversity. <laughs> oh yeah yes. so so sabine by balancing by knowing okay this microbe shouldn't be in there but i need more of this in there and and finding ways to balance that out it could help in a lot of different cases that people yeah, think I, they're sick absolutely so if you look at people with severe covid by the way you know, those are your overweight patients. Those are your diabetics. Those are your Alzheimer's patients. Those are your high risk, right? Population that is that died from the old people, right? What do those people have in common um, that made them have risk factors to dying is really what's in their gut. Oh. So if you look at the overweight population, you look at the comorbidities, you look at the Crohn's disease, even inflammatory, they all have, well, not all, but the majority have loss of bifidobacteria, which is a good microbe, which is your, again, your trillion dollar industry of probiotics, you know, all these probiotics are because they know that we're lacking bifidobacteria. Okay. So if you know that this person is lacking bifidobacteria, you're going to try to improve the bifidobacteria. So that's why you go to your probiotics to take that, right? So, but is that working? Is that doing the trick, right? So that's basically what we're, we're exploring. We're testing all sorts of probiotics. We're testing all sorts of products out there to see what is improving the bifidobacteria, what is destroying the bifidobacteria, because clearly it's so important. Otherwise, this whole technology of probiotics wouldn't exist. Now, how did we come to this? We came to this because... We were treating as gastroenterologists a little bug called Clostridium difficile, which was causing people to have diarrhea. And I was doing clinical trials the whole time for this bug. So I tried to kill it for 25 years. Wow. And I wouldn't do fecal transplant right away because who wants to play with poop and mix the poop and implant the poop and it's smelly. So I would put people on, yeah, and Tim would, but, you know, and, and my friend Neil Stolman loved it. You know, he's all over it. And there's what we like to call the biome squad. They love doing that. But Neil, about like, you know, almost two decades ago, said to me, the future is in this and you better get on board with this soon. So I said to him, I'm not playing with poop. I'm going to do clinical trials. So I tried killing this bug through clinical trials. And one clinical trial after another, I wasn't killing the bug. In fact, it became stronger and stronger.
to the point that one of the doctors um, got C. diff and he was dying. And, you know, it was about, gosh, almost, almost two decades ago, but not that long. I can't even, you know, with COVID, everything is a blur now with the years, right? Don't you feel like time stopped with COVID? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. It's at, it's before COVID and after COVID. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's like COVID BC and, and COVID. I don't know yeah. what I did for four years. But so this is what happened is that basically, you know, this guy, this doctor was dying and I called Neil and I said, Neil, how do you do fecal transplant? Because none of the meds are working for this guy. And he goes, Sabine, figure it out. Read, you know, and if you know anything about my friend, Neil, he's all about like pushing you to be a scientist. So I figured it out. I did my first fecal transplant. And then the patient went from diarrhea nearly dying to like, wow, 100% within a week. And you look back at the colon and you go, wow, this is incredible. So what I would do is I would still try to keep my hands clean. And I would do, I would still put patients into clinical trials. And if the clinical trial didn't work, I would do fecal transplant because I would say to the patient, look, fecal transplant is not covered. At least the clinical trial, they're paying you to be part of it. We're getting paid. Let's then put you into this fecal transplant protocol, right? And so we would do the clinical trial first for a product. And then if the product didn't work, we would go to fecal transplant. When fecal transplant started improving the memory of a patient with Alzheimer's and the patient remembered his daughter's date of birth, I said, wait a minute. What? Stop the press. Something is going on. So I went to, you know, I started making phone calls. Of course, you say this to someone, to another gastroenterologist, they're like, you're crazy. You probably didn't do the mini mental status properly or something. (laughs) But I'm in the clinical trial business. So I did a clinical trial for Alzheimer's on this patient and this patient failed to be, he was so severe with a mini mental status of 21 that I knew his mini mental status and his neurologist had the same mini mental status. When he got C. diff and I did fecal transplant using his wife's microbiome, that's when six months later he comes in, his mini mental status is 29 and you know, in the mini mental status, there's these two squares and a triangle and you have to kind of juxtapose them. He barely could draw them the first time. This After six months post-fecal transplant, he was drawing them perfectly. And by the way, it took years to get that paper published. And at the end, I had to show them the mini mental status of the boxes before and after so they could believe me because they didn't believe that I improved it. And so that was one case. Then there was another case of Crohn's disease that I started improving to the point that I would videotape my patients because I couldn't even believe it myself. And then I would send it to Neil. I'm like, you won't believe this. Look at this guy. This guy had a CDAI that was, you know, a Crohn's activity index that was in 200. Now he's like dropped to like 10, right? Or fecal calprotectin that was like in the thousands, right? So you know, those are the cases that you start looking and you start seeing a correlation with what you're doing. So Sabine, so, what is, is this fecal transplant? Is that, are you actually taking someone else's poo and putting it in to me? Correct. Yes. So is that, I, I don't mean, I'm not, we're, yeah, so we're all doctors this. here. So you put yeah. it in there behind like, yes, via colonoscopy. Oh. So you prepare it. So this is my poo, for example, it looks you like put a it, slushy. <laughs> can you take can you take the eyes off before you put that in there? I don't want him looking around. <laughs> okay, we'll pretend this is my poo. We basically, you know, we we make it as clean as possible. Essentially, first of all, we test it. 
We make sure there's no vancomycin-resistant E. coli, there's no Clostridium difficile in it, there's no E. coli, there's no Shigella, nothing, right? So we test it to make sure it's like pure balanced microbiome. We go a step ahead because we actually test the microbiome on every donor. From there, we process it, and then we put the patient via colonoscopy, and we implant it directly into the cecum. Huh. And so it's basically like a slush, you know, you, you slush it, and then you inject it by syringe directly into the cecum after you wash the colon, after you, you know, cleaned off everything. And then you wait for it to grow. So it's like a new fertilizer, right? It's so like you have a start sourdough starter. Yeah. Well, they used to do, they, they did, Rick, you'll love this. They used to do these. Sorry, Rick's going to drop that of yeah. laughter. Rick so, is like passing out. Sourdough <laughs> starter. They used to do these through a nasal gastric tube yes. into your. That's how we saw them done Jejunum. when we were in inter well med school back. So through your stomach yes. into your small intestine got, through your nose. We would see the shit going in through a tube. Literally, it was gross. So, so that just readjusts your whole system then. So because yours is you, you have a faulty yeah. poo so system. For, so for C diff, C diff. In order to have C diff, you have to assume that you have an imbalance, right? Because C wow. diff doesn't just grow by itself. It grows because your your microbiome is out of whack. It's out of balance, right? So essentially, it penetrates and it goes in, and it it's like a weed, you know. It starts taking over the grass. So you got to remove, you got to kill C diff first. So you find the bug, C diff. You kill the bug with some vancomycin just to kill off everything, kind of like removing the weeds, and then you plant new seeds with new compost. And then that you is let it grow. Um, that is amazing. I mean, honestly, that. So, so in well, a few years, I will be going into the doctor. Like you could go in and if you had an issue, they might not only just check your blood, but they'll check your stool and say, you're, you're, you're yeah, not it's, right. <laughs> you know? It's not, it's not hard to imagine that That's in a crazy, few years, though. they could yeah. say, you know, from your stools, look, we already know from your stools, whether you are, you are at high risk of having colon cancer or not. Right. I mean, we've got these, these poop in the bucket. You send it off, you know, and then they tell you low risk for cancer or yes, you have a risk for cancer. But this is what the most amazing thing that happened. So a lot of us that were doing fecal transplant, we call ourselves the biome squad because we're like a group of doctors, superheroes playing with poop to save lives. So there you go. You know what else? So Colleen Kelly did this case that was published in the Journal of American College of Gastro. And so essentially what you see is two patients with alopecia areata. So hair and loss. Transplant, yeah. The patient grew hair. Wow. So that's you have crazy. to say what grew hair, right? Right. And when you see that, you go, wait a minute, is there something that's helping with growth? So that's when I, that was when I like lit up because I was like, well, I've got a ton of hair. Maybe there's you, a microbe <laughs> yes, <you do. laughs> Maybe there's a microbe in me that I could culture and sell it, you know? So that was my mind. I was like, oh, maybe there's something in my poop that's like giving me air, right? So that was the first thing. And then the second thing was... I started seeing in my office clinical trials on poop in capsules. I kid you not, before COVID. 
And it was like poop from Korea, poop from China, poop from like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Minneapolis and then et cetera. Montana poop. And, and I said, yes. And I said, we're in the poop business and we have no idea what the hell we're doing. And so at the same time, if you'll remember, there was a company called Ubiome. Mm -hmm. So Ubiome was selling kits everywhere. And it didn't make sense to me because I was like, wait, there's here's first of all we're trying the clinical trials on poop for ever for like c diff from every country and now we're selling stool kits but we we have no idea what blotia means we have no idea what bacteroides vulgatus does rosiburia so to me i felt like wow there's a whole shit show going on out there <laughs> that nobody has any clue what's going on and i better step in it to give it some validity right and so I basically said, well, look, I, I'm in the clinical trial business. I have a portal with the FDA. I do fecal transplant. And my partners, all my colleagues and everything are all doing that. Surely as a group of doctors, we could figure this out and at least spearhead the world properly into, you know, understanding. Because what we saw from Ubiome is they were test. It was a big Ponzi scheme. They were selling kits all over the world and they were basically comparing you to mice poop. And they and and also they double build, triple build insurances. I'm not even sure how insurances were accredited to build a stool test that was not even a clinical test by the American College of Gastro or by the infectious disease groups or etc. So it was very interesting how the whole Ponzi scheme started like getting into the you know, the lab and then the doctors were kind of kept out of the loop, right? I mean, here we are, we're treating patients. And I was the first one to get all this because I was in Malibu. So all my patients are very, you know, um, very connected. And so they always come to me with, they always challenge me, I should say. Which, with, with, the, with the rich shit? Yes. Well, not only the rich <laughs> shit, but it's like, what do you mean you didn't test? Don't you know about you biome? And I'm like, you biome, what? So then I would look at these results and I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, well, I don't know. I'm expecting you to tell right. me. So, so it would be like you get, you'd order this, you do this test and they would send you results, but you're like, exactly. So I have this and, this and this bacteria, but is that good? Is it bad? Does it yeah. mean I'm going to die? Do I do anything about it? But it's not helpful information if you don't know what I need. No, it was a, it was a scam to the highest level. And right. all of us as doctors, because we would get all these patients and they would get mad at us because they would say, what do you yeah. mean you don't know? You're so behind the curve. I'm like, I'm behind the curve. I'm the one treating you guys. I am the curve. That's right. right. Exactly. Well, I see, I'm the one doing the clinical trials. I mean, it doesn't get, you know, in front of the curve as anybody, right? So, Sabine, let me ask you two things real fast. One, how do people get your book? And then oh, two, Amazon. Yes. on Amazon, it's called Let's Talk Shit. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and then Tim and May... What are you going to continue this conversation on uh, that, that my viewers can then tune into your show on Spotify or any of those major channels like that to find out more? I, Sabine, I'll have you on again anytime on my show. I, my pleasure. I, I love your shit. I just <laughs> oh, thank you. So well, tell them how they can get a hold of that. Well, we're going to continue this conversation for the rest of our podcast that'll be out. And we're going to get into her latest research. Uh, I, I know she's done some publication on the link between autism and also her company, wow. which is Progena Biome, which you can look at Progena Biome 
Facebook.com, right? Is yes. researching people's stool. And do you have a trial going on now about uh, people that weren't infected with COVID that weren't vaccinated that you yes. are looking for a poo to test? So yes, yes. We're, I call them the golden poo. So golden poo, come to me, send it to me. We send you a kit, but first we register. So register on progenobiome.com. Mm -hmm. And then we call you, we're going to call you to question you to make sure you don't have antibodies for COVID, right. that you've never had COVID. We want the people that never had COVID, didn't take any medications and were not vaccinated because that's the resilient microbiome that I like to call. Perfect. Wow. So you can be part of that. Go to her website at progenobiome.com to check it out if you're interested. And also look for her book, uh, Let's Talk Shit by Dr. Sabine Hazen, H-A-Z-A-N. And- the rest of the conversation as we dive a little deeper into the poo story um, is on the rest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, Rick. Oh, we thanks. Rick. Nice Sabina, it was nice to meet you. And um, you. I look forward to watching the rest of this on their show. That's ex that's exciting. I really, that's, I'm going to go home. And the first thing I'm going to tell my wife is we need to get our shit checked. Absolutely. <laughs> Or together. We need to yeah. get our shit together. That's my thing. me that for 32 years. Here's a Valentine's present. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, Rick, you know what you could say is you could tell your wife, uh, Sabine told me to be nice to you because I may need your shit. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to use it all. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. All right. Bye, bye, bye Rick. Okay, so that's BS Free MD. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about the rest of that topic, uh, just look them up on Spotify, Apple, any of your favorite channels, and uh, you can skip forward about 20 minutes if you already watched this, skip forward, and then just continue on and watch the rest of it. Um, isn't that interesting? I, I, I had no idea. Um, and we want to thank our sponsors, BS Free MD, uh, for their sponsorship. Also, Matt McCarl over at New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. And of course, Dr. Bratlin with Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Uh, share this on your page. Let other people see it. We'll probably be posting a shorter version over on Facebook because they're giving us some hassles and I'm sure this would be just something they'd love to take down. <laughs> but you uh, share it on your page. Let other people know what's going on and uh, we appreciate you. On uh, tomorrow night, um, on our next episode, we're going to be talking about the State General Jural Assembly. There's this move in the country where people are giving up uh, their citizenship to the United States and uh, becoming nationalists. And we had uh, someone on, Ann Vandersteel, a few weeks ago. There's another aspect of this that I did not know about and got a bunch of phone calls. So we're going to be talking with an expert on that tomorrow night uh, right here on this show. And then on Thursday, uh, we have Rob from Bait and Tackle uh, will be here. We'll talk about the latest controversy, whatever that is. And Bill London will have the news uh, for you that uh, no one else will give you. All right, good. Thanks for being here. Have a happy Valentine's night. And I will see you tomorrow.